0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Watercooler. This is episode number 84. Today we're talking about choosing a WordPress hosting plan. Which one will work for you? Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We're going to go on the far left-hand side in the order with Chris. Hi
1: there. I'm Chris Lemma, and uh, you can find me over at chrislemma.com, where I blog. And on Twitter, it's at chrislemma, and I run the North County San Diego WordPress meetup.
2: You're your tan. Were you skiing or something?
1: <laughs> I was in Cabo San Lucas at Cabo Press.
3: What? <laughs> Mask of only put sunscreen on, on your forehead. <laughs> I,
1: wear, I wear a hat when I go out in the sun. Mm, uh, nice. What about you, Dave?
3: He wears a hat all the time.
1: I'm a software engineer
2: and I write web applications and e commerce stuff.
4: <laughs> very nice. Aristo. Hi, I'm Christopher from Sideground and I basically do WordPress-related stuff for the company. Teams, tutorials, new tools for our customers, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, Very nice.
3: Tutorials. Teams
4: and tutorials. Yeah, I have to write a lot of them. Yeah, his
0: name and face is all over that website. It's pretty yeah. awesome.
3: <laughs> Another <laughs> website we won't talk about
0: that one. <laughs> How about you, Jim?
5: Yeah, hi there, guys. Uh, my name is Jim Walker. Um, I've managed a website hosting company for seventeen years, so I thought I would uh, throw a little value into the conversation. So I'm I'm here to add to it if I can. Nice.
3: And the rest of us are just getting jibber-jabber. jabber. <laughs> 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 true.
5: <Shoot. laughs> How about you, Robert?
0: Um, Robert New. I run Audit WP and uh, the WP Bacon podcast, and uh. I know a couple things about hosting, maybe, so I'm here.
3: <laughs> Wait, is audit WP new? Because this is a new tag for you. You haven't said that before.
0: Uh, it's relatively new.
2: Okay. Is it new? New?
3: N- <laughs> 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 you? Like you're new? Relatively
2: new. Yeah, re- relatively new.
0: Okay, guys, <laughs> he's never heard that before. How about you sir? <laughs>
3: Oh, me? Me yes, say? Please. Oh, I is thought Is there you, another say? No, I thought you said Steve. I don't know. My name is Say Reed, and I do WordPress y stuff teach the WordPress, make the WordPress, love the WordPress at Say Reed Media on all the things.
2: Sweet. How <laughs> about you, Steve? I'm <laughs> um, Steve. I'm often confused with say. I am the uh, founder of Zeek Interactive, and I lead the OC WordPress meetup, which uh, the dev meetup is meeting tonight here in Huntington Beach.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. I'll be streaming it live tonight. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at wpmedia.pro and I on the twitters at Jason Tucker. So, <laughs> you are on the twitters. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about the topic at hand here: um, uh, choosing your WordPress hosting plan. Where you know, Steve and I were kind of discussing this uh, pre 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 show, kind of getting an idea of what we're going. What what do we want to talk about with this? Like what's we don't want to talk about like, oh, just go use this one web host and it will solve all your problems. But that, that's not the thing. It's more about like what things are you going to need to look for in order to find a really good web host that works for you. Not all of them are the same. They're they're all made different and they all work in different ways. So let's
2: kind of discuss that a little bit. Anybody want to pick it up first? So maybe we should ask the question, what 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 would you need? What would you need to look for? What are, what are the differences in hosting? Support, support. Ooh, that's a good one. Hey, let's, let's go. Let's go right for the kill.
3: That's a good <laughs> that's, well, actually, okay. Because the clients that I work with, right, are all DIY end users that need to do it themselves, and I don't. They can't call me all the time asking for help. So.
2: And they're not hosting experts.
3: They're not hosting experts. They barely know what server means. So um, my. I think
2: that's the waitress.
3: My, they do. They want to tip the server. Okay, so my goals, though, for my clients is that if they run into a problem, they can either call or chat to somebody twenty four hours a day, um, and that somebody not being me, um, and call them and get their issue solved. That is literally when I when I do my workshops. That is the one criteria that I say holds holds throughout any other plan, whether it's premium or DIY hosting or hosting with someone else. As long as you can. Reach somebody and talk to them 24 hours a day.
5: But there's a difference between reaching somebody and actually getting support. So I would add to that that uh, really the best thing to do when you're looking around for a, a WordPress guy or a support company is to uh, call them on the phone. Uh, talk to them. Don't just call them once, call them twice. Uh, ask them a basic WordPress question. Those are some of the things I would recommend people do when they're looking around for a web host.
3: Well, so are we talking about, obviously we're talking about WordPress hosts, right? But are we saying the hosting that I'm looking to get support for for my clients is not necessarily WordPress support. Um, it's hosting support. If they could get WordPress support and hosting support on the same host, that would be great, except for that usually ends up cha-ching, cha-ching.
1: So, yeah, I, think, I think one of the things, though, to, to really be clear on um, is, is that you know, that phone number, the, the concept of a, of a host with a phone number is a differentiator, right? There are a lot of hosting providers that don't mm-hmm. um, provide a phone number. And so that may be one of the first things you need to ask yourself um, because not everybody needs a phone call. Not every customer needs a phone or needs someone to be reachable by phone. But if you are someone who needs to be able to reach someone by phone, um, then by all means, you're going to want to make sure that that website has a phone number up in front, easy to reach, someone that you can contact and someone you can talk to. Because if that's the way you work best, right, if you, if you learn best, if you hear best, if you understand best by talking to someone and they're guiding you to, you know, emails all day long or forums or discussion groups, that's, that's not going to be your cup of tea. So if that's what you need, then you start by looking there. If you don't need the phone, then you can start looking at some of the other options. Yeah, yeah. personally, Full I don't
0: is, care uh... if anybody is <laughs> with the phone ever. Like, I, as long as people are answering tickets quickly, you could never have a phone. I wouldn't care
5: at all. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, I think face support is the same thing. And and I don't necessarily, my my criteria is not a 24 hour phone line, that'd be nice. It's a 24 hour chat. Like for example, SiteGround has a 24 hour chat so that you can chat to somebody. I think a lot of end users really need just not directed to a forum or a support ticket where they mm-hmm. then wait, but they just need someone to tell them, yes, this is something we can work on, yes, we have this information. Just that instant confirmation, whether it's on the phone or in a chat. It's different than um, filing a support ticket and then just waiting for some resolution. Well,
4: yeah, a lot of people are actually using uh, phone calls or even chat sessions to uh, as an entry point to get real help because if if it's a, like a release inquiry, they can get an answer right away, but if it's something more complicated, that requires searching through logs and so on so on, you have to go to a ticket, but having someone to go is really yeah. nice thing yeah. to yeah.
3: Even with that, you can have someone talk to somebody, and they can just give you the link in the knowledge, you know, yeah. database or whatever, which is a lot more helpful for end users than sitting there trying to figure yeah. out, most of the time when when folks need help with something, especially with hosting, they don't even know how to articulate what their problem is. Yeah. They're like, the thingy's broken. And so, you know, having <laughs> someone that they can chat to can at least help them narrow down which which thingy and how it's broken. And then they can oftentimes fix the problem themselves or, you know, it's probably something they did. But, you know, that way they have someone leading them into the knowledge base, it's not just like setting them free in this empty knowledge base of doom.
1: But you should be clear, you should be c- clear that you're paying a trade-off for that, right? So, if an organization has to create the infrastructure for 24-hour chat support, or they have to create the infrastructure for, like, real live people answering your calls 24 hours a day, there has to be a way to pay for those people. Those people aren't all just sitting there doing that for free, which is going to have an impact on uh, some of your cost, and and you should know that. And, I've, I, mean, you know, I've interacted with folks who have no problem paying for that because that's what they want. I want a live body to reach at the end. Um, of the day, and, and in other situations, you don't have that, right? They're saying, I don't want to pay for that, I just want the cheapest plan possible known to mankind.
3: Or you get the big box, of, like GoDaddy, yeah. you can do both. Yeah, They're
1: There are cheap plans that, that get all of that. Um,
5: Siteground, for example, is Probably has the best online documentations on the planet. They provide real-time support and everything else, and they have some fantastically low rates. Um, I <laughs> I just go so far to say that there are $10 web hosting companies that provide 100% of everything, um, uh, 24/7 phone calls, email, and everything else. So don't discount that you have to pay $100 a month just to get good quality support. I, I disagree. Actually, some yeah, of the
4: some of the prices people pay are not, uh, I mean, grant is not cheap in, in terms of uh, what we provide for, for for the price. Actually I think it's more like the other way around, uh, prices being higher than they're supposed to because the cost for support and sales guy, guys aren't that big. So probably it's more like the other way around. I mean, we're not low, lowering our prices, we just try to be efficient and uh, mm-hmm. Have them as low well as possible but we're not doing that as super intentionally or something yeah
3: which is great you know i used to recommend hostgator um back in the day and then last year when they were bought by eig they they the the difference in both their actual hosting quality like i had clients whose sites had never been down in five mm-hmm. years or had been down you know minute amounts of time and all of a sudden they were like going down every every two weeks mm-hmm. And there was that whole thing last summer where everyone's host get, every IG site was going down all the time, and I mean that matters. And and not only does it matter from a business perspective, but it matters from a, a client trust perspective and a and a client security perspective. They feel very unstable when things don't happen, and when you have to give the answer, you know, oh, I'm sorry, that's not me. I don't know what the problem is. There's a, there's a distru- not a distrust issue, but like you know, a um, just it
2: raises issues. Let's, okay, let's be fair. Every host is going to experience that from time to time. You know, I've been through, I've been through HostGator, Bluehost, InMotion, um, you name it, and they've all had their series of outages, so it, 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 it's cyclical and it depends on the time. Um, uptime is important. It is definitely key, but, but things happen, and I think that's just a matter of setting the right expectations with your client. However, you do get what you pay for.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And everyone says it's ninety-nine percent, you know, uptime, but if you really think about it, ninety-nine percent uptime means, you know, however many hours it can be down. Yeah, that that
2: one yeah. percent always hits when you're trying to launch a site. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and, the truth, and the truth is, right, you can you can look at your retail store and you can discover that your retail store because of a rolling power outage or some other uh, block, you know, a, a guy drives his car into a transformer, Sidewalk
5: your, repair. your, your entire
1: <laughs> your entire retail shop is closed down for six hours. And at that point, you don't say, forget it. I'm using a different power service. I'm, done. I'm switching to another country so I can use a different power grid. I mean, at some point, you have to realize this is part of the nature of the cost of doing business. You do no. business on infrastructure. Every now and then that infrastructure cool. has an issue. So you should be aware that it may happen.
2: I have a client that's at a company called Datagram in New York. Um, you know, and that's a that's a hosting package that's probably in the uh, many, many thousands of dollars with with you know dedicated servers, redundancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were knocked out by the um, uh, what was the hurricane that came through New York that wiped yeah. out the whole city? Oh, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it knocked out the entire power grid. And not and data center building water. It happens at the it happens at the highest levels too. So yep. if you really truly need Um, redundancy than have multiple hosts and in multiple different locations that does get expensive,
1: and it and it doesn't always have to be just about multiple hosts and 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 multiple locations. But you may also want to use a, a DNS that is not tied to your hosting provider. Absolutely. So okay, in that, in that scenario, you host your DNS completely separate from your hosting provider. You can always point to your hosting provider's servers. Mm-hmm. But when something goes wrong, if you have a quick way to fail over to another hosting provider, excellent. Um, yeah. You all you have to do is change the DNS. And get so into the you higher more. Awesome. Yeah. more sophisticated approach but it but it does prevent you from some serious issues. So, so let's I have
3: a client, who's a, who's a client who just came in uh, actually last week and she had heard is one of these people who's not really a technical person at all and she had heard someone say something like that Chris that you should but what she heard was you should never have your hosting company and your domain name registrar in the same place so she was like that's a policy right and I was like that's well, not really a policy and
2: she's like but that's you're changing the policy and i was like no Go, daddy <laughs> <laughs> but so this I really think, weird
1: cough yeah she may have gotten
3: she <laughs> may have gotten
1: that advice with very specific articulation as to if you register at a specific you know mo Ratty kind of place then don't host there but that the, the, the rule of dns and hosting don't they, that's not a rule yeah, yeah but, cool. but it's
3: here. Let's talk, about, cool. let's, let's talk about. about. Let's, let's talk about. And, like, you have to do that? But no, but so what she did, though, That's she good. interpreted that to be, so she had her domain at HostGator and then was trying to set up her hosting at Google Apps, which Google Apps is, like, complicated for web developers probably, not in general, but just, like, it's a complicated system. And so she's mm-hmm. sitting there trying to figure out Google Apps, and I'm like, just put it on Oskater, like it's fine. And I could not convince her that that would be. <laughs> fine. I'm yeah. Just like, you know what? Good luck with the Google apps. I can't actually help you. She also, didn't bring. Yeah. Up. So let's, let's, talk talk about,
2: it. let's talk about server types, okay? okay. So shared, VPS, dedicated, cloud.
3: Yeah. You're so into labels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could label you, same, but it's not. It's only appropriate for pre-show. We <laughs> <He> just like <laughs> throwing around <No>. those buzzwords. <laughs> What? So what? Are, what are the different types then?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think it, well, I just rattled well, them off. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure problem.
1: he just he <laughs> just listed them all. Uh, well, <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're talking
5: about are you talking about hardware or are you talking about um, whether I should host in Windows servers or
2: Linux? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should let let me be clear. You should never host on Windows do servers. Not do,
3: not okay. do that.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, joking. we can set that as a rule. And
3: I love the fact that I, I have a lot of clients. See, I, 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 it's fun for me because I get to like register and do their domain with them. And so, so I'm doing stuff, and they like are asking questions. And they're like, "Oh, I need Windows because I have a PC, right?" And I'm like, yeah, "No, do you have Android yeah, hosting. A, like,
0: I use Android.
2: I need yes. Android hosting." <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's start. Let's start with. Let's start with, oh, let's start with shared. Let's start with shared hosting. When is shared appropriate? Shared's that's appropriate cute. when it's your cat's site
1: if you have if you have a hobby site that you don't generate revenue on and you don't mind if you're sharing a server with several other sites which we're talking about hundreds not like 10 yeah. and there's the potential for uh, an IP to get blacklisted because someone else on that server has done something wrong and therefore your emails don't you know go out if if but again if it's just your picture of your cat with, with sweaters shared mm-hmm. hosting may be right for you and so, can,
5: can can I add to that real quick? Because he, he, uh, Chris made a fantastic point. Um, there are a lot of times on shared servers where it's fan, it's actually perfect for everybody. But I recommend personally that that if you are in an e-commerce business, that you break out your email to a third-party service. That way, even when you're on a shared co- uh, hosting service, you're not worried about hey, <laughs> uh, no more no more Tom. Um, any Even with a shared hosting service, you don't, you're not worried about your email being blacklisted and, and all of that. So separate the DNS is always not a bad idea because it just makes things easier to move. Separate the email because, well, then that way you can't be blacklisted, and then everything else sort of falls into place. Uh, need well, you know, I don't
4: think that. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go, I
5: don't for think that
4: go for it. Actually, being blacklisted for your email is such a big issue because if you're an Online store, or something like that. You probably have an SSL, and if you want to have an SSL on your shared hosting account, you have to have a dedicated IP address only for your needs. So uh, that's kind of lowers the chance to get your email blacklisted or whatever.
2: Well, if you're uh, using PayPal payment. for your your uh, your payment yeah. gateway, you don't have to have SSL. Yeah, yeah, or,
1: yeah or I know exactly. a lot of folks that still use <laughs> yeah. PayPal for e-commerce, and PayPal for e-commerce doesn't mean you need a dedicated IP, which means they still get their emails blacklisted, yeah. and I, I can't oh. tell you how frustrating it is for a person who thought they did everything yeah, right, course. right, and they, yeah. think, they think they've they think done everything right, and then you explain, you're on a shared account, right. so it doesn't matter that you did everything right, somebody else could have done something wrong. So uh, to, yeah. so Actually, I wouldn't I would recommend
2: using shared hosting for any kind of e-commerce anyway, mm-hmm. because you want the reliability, it's a source of income for you, so it, you want to pay a little bit more and get at least uh, VPS.
4: Uh, Well, I I tend to disagree here because actually share posting is quite a nice start for somebody who's just trying to sell their stuff online without having... Like really big hosting expenses, or without having the budget to put it in first place. I love it. Start the out. hosting guy is just shutting you guys down
3: shutting
5: <laughs> down over and over again. I,
3: I <laughs> think that we as developers are looking at things in a different way, and a lot of the times it just needs to get them going. Like, it, and and I try to explain to all of my clients that this is just a baseline. This is just the starter. This is where they're starting, and as they grow with as their business grows, they're going to have to grow with their servers. And, so, and,
2: so you should search for a host that you can grow with.
3: Well, right. Well,
0: talk about you, growing to the next piece. Then I mean, we, so, we only got another you know ten minutes or so. You have a
3: host <laughs> that can allow you to do that and that can has good support, so that if you need to upgrade, they will help you upgrade and that sort of a thing. And you know, I don't think that shared hosting is the worst thing ever. I think that when you say things like you should have your email over here and your you know your DNS over here and all this stuff, when the beginners hear that, they feel like my client did that that is what you have to do and if you don't have it that way you're not you're not going to do anything and honestly it's better for them just to get going just get your email get your stuff figure it out later if you have problems when you can afford to hire somebody mm-hmm. but if you're just if- starting a, an all-in-one solution like SiteGround or even Media Temple, you know they um, they are useful for those folks and they have good support so they can walk them through the issues.
1: If you're just getting started and and, and you you just want to start by going by all means that that works but if you're if you're really uh, working on generating revenue and all of a sudden your outbound emails like here's the receipt of your transaction or here's the link to the thing you just purchased if those don't go out because you're on a shared server and an IP has been blocked I can tell you that at that moment those customers are not very excited about the fact that they started without planning. Um, and those people actually will consider it a deficit to recommend them on a shared host that doesn't s- isolate or protect their right. emails. So the next step... So, right. so I, I look for, if I'm, if I'm getting someone involved in a, in a shared, is I look for a host that has a very simple upgrade plan to a dedicated IP and to mm-hmm. a VPS because then the moment they show signs of needing it, it's it's a one click or it's a request or it's a ticket to automatically get them. So I've had countless folks on Dreamhost that that start really inexpensively and wow. then and then move directly to the next level and they don't they don't notice a thing, right? And mm-hmm. and many many hosts do that. Agreed.
2: <laughs> so so then, so the next
1: piece up are... having that upgrade path
2: is critical for any host. Yep. Go ahead, Jason. Most definitely. Yeah the next piece up would
0: be a, a, a VPS, which is uh, you know a virtual private server. So having something like that where you' you now separated your environment from everyone else's environment, but you're still like being uh, hosted on the same piece of hardware. Um, that'd be the next level up from that. Um, after that would be de- dedicated, which is just a dedicated machine, a physical piece of hardware that's that's there for you too. So it just that's you know
3: too much for anyone who does not have a developer. End of story. Like, I have not seen a develop uh, a developer server. Um, I mean, a dedicated server that was managed or easy to deal with at all, ever.
0: Well, so I had a client who was using. Uh, I had a client who was using Rackspace. And Rackspace. Yeah. What they ended up doing is they just wanted. Look, I want to have all my stuff hosted on here, but I also want to pay a, a huge premium to to essentially have. A assistant administrator sitting there, you know, watching over that machine. I totally agree with you Say this is not made for something that's just for, um, you know, somebody who just wants to have their what capital website. So? up.
3: Oh, my God. So, Those things are popular, okay? I,
1: I, I will say that many providers who provide uh, dedicated, even VPS, are now offering additional services to take care of some things, to take some things off your plate. Five years ago, it was a different ballgame. You did need to be a server administrator to to run it. In fact, even at Media Temple, right, they'd say, here, here's a, you know, here's a shell access, go ahead and do everything. And you're like, do everything. Yeah, pick what kind of, you know, Linux deployment you want. And you're like, install "Uh, Apache. (laughs) Yeah, okay, game over, right? But today, that's not the case. Today, you can get... VPS, or you can get dedicated. You can get cloud, where there's replications that allow you to grow. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of different options, where you pay a small additional fee for them to take on some of the heartache. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pay a little bit more, and they take on more mm-hmm. of the heartache. And you can pay yeah. even more, and they take almost all the heartache away. So,
3: hey, Chris uh, won't ever let you hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: there there are prices where they never make you feel the pain, but that's that's you know there's a, there's, a, there's a price tag on all of it so um, one of the things you want to do is you want to talk to them about those approaches and, and again you, you constantly want to be figuring out what is it you need right because they may say uh, we'll take care of this but you take care of that right and I was just looking at one of these where they said we'll take care of everything on the server and in the infrastructure you take care of the application but in the mm-hmm. case of the application they meant WordPress and in that scenario you'd have to control and configure everything related to WordPress, including how they manage the RAM allocation to WordPress. And suddenly that didn't sound like as exciting as they thought it might be.
3: PHP A baby.
1: Yeah,
5: I'll, I'll add the description of that. So you're looking for at ad- managed hosting as opposed to unmanaged. So as you're wandering around looking at VPS hosting and dedicated server hosting, look at the term managed. It's really important. And then when you talk to the uh, customer service people, ask them really what managed is about. Uh, and, and you'll learn a lot from that. Try a few hosting companies.
2: And I'm, so I'm with creative. Chris. I'm I'm with Chris. If if they if you hear that the support stops at where your application starts, that's a red flag.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, happened,
2: it's happened to me many, many times in many hosts. And, absolutely. And, and essentially a host uses that as they're out so that they don't have to spend money on supporting uh, PHP.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well and, and what you get is you get server. Uh, admins who get on the phone even after you're paying them a, a arm and a leg and they'll and they'll do they'll do the okay we'll give you more RAM we'll sell you more RAM and you're like actually no need RAM so
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a, a a big host that I've used in the past and that's Rackspace. And and yep. and essentially what Chris what you're describing is my experience with Rackspace. Yep. You know, Rackspace sells hardware. That's what they do. They do yes. not support any sort of application. Mm. And, and the way they make money or the way they respond to problems is let's throw more hardware at it. Let's throw more, oh you're having, your site slow? Let's throw more RAM, let's throw more memory, here's, a, here's an upgrade. And, and you are going to experience that with some of the larger hosts. They, do, they will not get involved at the application level.
3: Let's just throw power at it,
2: see if that works. You know, it's part, well, it's, the worst, it's, it's part, it's part of the reason I've moved, moved a lot of my clients over to WP Engine because they really do support the software side of things.
3: Hey, way to segue into premium.
1: Well, and I, I would say that the worst scenario in that is that someone may sell you more RAM if it's not actually configured to be used by PHP or by, you know, WordPress. Um, it's useless, well, well, right? the
2: the problem more RAM and more hardware is is what you're doing is you're extending your cap a little bit. You're going to hit that cap again, and then yeah. they're going to sell you more stuff. It's not really fixing the problem. No. Yeah.
3: So premium hosting.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> so that's actually a crazy... Uh, I mean, it, it was like, what, two years ago or three years ago, it didn't even exist, the premium WordPress hosting, where you just get your, your WordPress all managed. And now it's like everywhere. And, and not only that, but the... the Folks who are like the leaders in it are now experiencing their like blowback of being too successful. So, I I, I find the the premium hosting landscape really interesting right now.
2: And by premium, I think what you're talking about is is you're really talking about WordPress specific support.
3: WordPress specific hosting, yes. It's, it's
1: called WordPress managed hosting, as as Jim mentioned, and. Um, and you're, you're seeing a lot of players step into the space, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm.
2: so
5: many. Flywheel,
1: Flywheel stepped in and said, we'll just make new interfaces so that it makes it look very easy for people. Mm-hmm. We'll solve some problems like billing so that developers don't have to pay for the billing. They can push the billing straight to their customers when the site's ready, um, and so you get a lot of features that are there. You have Media Temple stepping into it mm-hmm. with a dedicated solution. You have SiteGround who now offers at a very low price and they're they're doing a promotion, but a very low price, and they'll give you Git access and and uh, staging. And so, you know, definitely Pagely as the as the guys who started this, and WP Engine as the guys who've kind of ran with it and, and made it big, are now seeing a lot of additional players step into the field, and price points are changing, and features are changing, and it's uh, it's getting very interesting.
3: It's an exciting time. I find it interesting that Media Temple has their. Managed WordPress hosting um, account. And then GoDaddy, who owns Media Temple, also has one. So they're competing with each other.
5: But
3: that's, <laughs> that's, that's not be competing
4: with that, segmentation. Well, uh, I'm <laughs> surprised how close the, the so called managed WordPress hosting is actually a regular shared hosting that you're limited to use only WordPress. So it's, uh, it's not that hard. It's not something so unique that only a few chosen ones can do. And I think it's uh, just normal that more and more people are stepping in because basically at the end it's a shared hosting and um, probably with fewer less sites on it with additional tools, but that's what it is.
3: Well, and it's easier for the hosts too, right? Because if it's yeah. just running WordPress, they don't even have to deal with anything else. They're just like, Much
2: easier. Here's,
3: your, here's your sequel and you're good. You know, like, you're fine.
2: Uh, I think it's important now that WordPress powers 20% of the Internet. Um, this, this is a big space. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. I think I one of the things that I really do like about SiteGround and I also really like about Media Temple though is hosting option is they also offer email. And I know Chris, you were saying it's important to separate those, but again, for a lot of my end user clients, that's not a good direction to go in. So I like that they can get the managed WordPress hosting and their email without having to take it off site like with Google Apps or something, which is you know a pain for them.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. And though and there are there are hosts that make the the Google Apps a lot easier, right? They'll preload in a bunch of the DNS entries so that you don't have to stress over that stuff. But again, if I'm saying things you don't understand, do not go with a host that asks you to do it yourself. Chris, I never understand anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> something about preloading.
3: <laughs> something, something preloading. Uh,
1: All yeah, no, right, <laughs> let's, let's wrap this, let's wrap this bad boy up. I, I will, I will comment one thing about uh, Pagely. You used to host on on Firehost. and I think Pagesy now may be one of the few that is now they they brought in a new CTO, and they're now doing it all on Amazon. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, they I mean, have they have new infrastructure and a new scaling that it, it'll just be interesting to watch, right? It's one of the one of the differences changes from one of the old players.
3: I think that's the best thing is that this this. Uh, scene right now, the hosting scene both WordPress specific and not is really interesting right
2: now. There is a lot happening. hosting scene. (laughs) hosting scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well that that rounds it up for today. Thank you very much for uh, coming by and taking a look at all the things that we're talking about here with WordPress hosting. Um, Make sure you go over to our website at WPWatercooler.com and um, also click on any of these links here for the various videos. Like, you can even see Steve getting really excited about something.
2: I made so, sure that
0: I'm, I'm wearing different shirts now on Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> right. so there you have it, guys. Thank you for being on the show. And I'll Thank you. you. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you.
5: Appreciate it. Thank you, yeah. The, uh, I love CycRound. Bye. Thank you. And I Thanks have my nice own hosting block. company. 40 bucks. <laughs> Thanks,